0: Coming
1: up. What do you really want to know? Am I sorry for what I did? Well, I. As not a day goes by, I don't feel regret.
0: If I regret something wrong I have done, do I have to regret everything good that wrong might have led to? I look back on
1: the way I was then. A young, stupid kid who committed that terrible crime. I want to talk to I want to try to talk some sass to him. Can't I regret the sin, but love the result of the sin? Yeah, it's like, why cry over spilt milk? Our guest is Jay Wallace, author of The View From Here, on affirmation, attachment, and the limits of regret. To value someone, to be attached to a person, is to be vulnerable to regret. The logic of
0: regret, coming up on Philosophy Talk.
1: This is Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the Mars Theater in Berkeley, California. Our thinking originates
0: at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford University campus across the bay. That's where
1: Ken teaches philosophy and I did for 40 wonderful years. And now you're turn Turncoat and Teach at Berkeley Park. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, everyone, to Philosophy Talk. <laughs> now, today, we're thinking about regret. Well,
0: Ken, the dictionary defines regret. I looked it up as a feeling of sadness, repentance, or disappointment over something that's happened or has been done, especially a lost or missed opportunity. That's straightforward. Straightforward human emotion. How are you going to get a
1: puzzle or a problem out of that? Uh, John, there are tons of puzzles about regret, but think about this one. Ask yourself, is it ever actually rational to regret the past? You, You can't change the past. So why waste time feeling sad and disappointed about it?
0: Well, because regret can motivate you to own up to the consequences of the past and do something about it. Say I forget your birthday. I can't change that, but I can do the next best thing. I give you a nice gift to make up for it. Maybe a first edition of something by Derrida. Oh, that's so
1: (laughs) sweet of you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 okay, how's that work? You're trying to suggest that, although you know you can't change what you did, you want me to know that you would if you could as if that's going to make up for it. Well, yeah, if I had it to do over again, I would
0: have paid attention to Facebook, noticed your birthday was coming up and sent you a nice message. No bad feelings on your part and I get to keep my first edition of
1: Dairy Dog. Um, okay, so let's see what to think about that. That shows I think I think that does show something. It shows that regret is not just a simple emotion the way your dictionary Definition seem to imply because you know it involves something much more complicated than an emotion. It involves what we philosophers might call a conditional intent. If you had it to do over, you would do things differently. That's part of the nature of regret. Well, that seems right. Okay. Conditional intent. I'll yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, but just think about this a little bit. That's going to lead us directly to a paradox, I think. A paradox. Yeah, yeah. Think about this. Consider a hypothetical case. Okay. Years ago. You and your lovely wife, Frenchie, were supposed to visit, I don't know, your favorite aunt of yours. She was quite ill. She was dying to see you while she was still well, while she still could. But John, you forgot all about her. She was quite upset when you didn't show up. She was wondering where you were. She, against her doctor's orders? she got out of bed. She went to call you, but on the way, she fell down and died. <laughs> now, how would you feel about that? Well...
0: Uh, Of course, I would never do anything like that. But had I done that, I would have felt terrible about
1: it then, and I would regret it to this very day. That means that if you could change the events of that day, you would, right? Absolutely. Okay, but now, suppose that night, that was the very night that your oldest son, Jim, was conceived. I remember that night. Yeah, Jim, (laughs) Jim. Jim wouldn't have existed without the exact combination of events leading to that exact sperm and that exact egg meeting... With that exact DNA that makes Jim, Jim. Uh, I see where you're going. Good, good, because you don't regret Jim's existence, right? No, I'm, I'm one of the things I'm happiest about in the world. Quite the opposite, I affirm his existence. Okay, so that means you wouldn't do anything, even if you could, to change that day so that he never existed, right? Of course not. No, but see, now you're in a pickle, John. You regret not visiting your aunt, right? You killed her, right? You regret that's, that. Well, <laughs> I regret not visiting her. I'll give you that. So you would undo that day if you could, right? Well, maybe. But then, John, <laughs> no Jim. Yeah. Yet you affirmed Jim's existence and wouldn't undo that day even if you could. So you've got yourself in a paradox here. You both would and would not change the past if you could.
0: Well, wait a minute. Uh, I think you're depending on a principle that's not so obvious. If I regret something, do I really have to regret all of its consequences? And if I affirm something, do I have to affirm
1: all of the events that were necessary for it to occur? Of course you do. It's just a matter of logic. If you don't, it's either bad faith or magical thinking. It's magical thinking to affirm the effects of your present life without affirming the causes, the bad things you did that led to your present life. You can't have it both ways. It's magical thinking if you try to do it.
0: You know, Ken, I... I, I I smell a little Nietzsche here. (laughs) I think you're trying to lead me down a garden path of your hero, Nietzsche. To affirm my life, I have to think that if I had it to live over again, I would do everything the same, not regretting any of it, no matter how loathsome certain part of it might have been. You got it. And if we were to push that line, can I not only not regret the bad things I've done, if I affirm my life and my existence, I can't regret any of the terrible things in the past that led to my life and my existence. You wouldn't be able to regret slavery because your parents uh, and their parents and so forth, they wouldn't have come together if it hadn't been for slavery. And I can't regret the Irish potato famine, because without the Irish
1: potato famine, my great-great-grandfathers wouldn't have ended up in America. Exactly, John. Now you get it. Now you see Regret isn't just some simple, normal human emotion. It's a really puzzling phenomenon, really puzzling. Well, the problems
0: about and puzzles about regret actually start, Ken, at the very beginning of life. We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Shuka Kalantari, out to explore how childhood regret can actually be an important tool for development. She files this
2: report. When I was in kindergarten, I really wanted to be friends with this girl named Rita. One day, she comes up to me at recess and asks if I want to play with her. I am beyond thrilled. We're hanging out on the playground when this tall, kind of awkward girl comes up to us and asks to play with us, too. Rita says no and walks away. The other girl looks like she's about to cry, but I follow Rita anyway. To this day, I regret following Rita. I confessed this story to my friend Yalda the other day. She told me her first regret story. She was about six years old at the time. I have a memory of playing in the playground with lots of children, and then I started hearing a chanting. Yella didn't understand what the kids were chanting, but she joined along. She wanted to fit in. And then all of a sudden, I just remember this crowd parting, like water,
1: just parting, and two children, walking hand in hand, an older boy and a girl that was probably about my age, and their heads were down, and I looked at their faces, and as soon as I looked at their faces, my heart sank because I realized that the chanting was for them and that
2: it wasn't nice. The kids were chanting, you're a poo-poo face. That's when I realized the color of their skin.
1: They were... I think they were either from Haiti or African. I just stood there and watched. I didn't do anything. I didn't help them. But I do now, in hindsight, especially regret that I didn't help them. I didn't do anything. I wasn't there.
2: These memories of regret seem to linger in us forever. And they really suck. Regret is icky and dark and weighs you down. It's better to live by the motto, no regrets. Right? I would tend to disagree with the motto, no regrets,
3: because I personally believe regrets are important because they prompt us to change
2: our decision-making behavior, you know, in the future so that we will become more successful. That's Emer O'Connor, a psychology research fellow at Queen's University in Belfast. O'Connor conducted a series of experiments to see how regret affects the future decision-making skills of six and seven-year-old children. First, she had kids choose between two boxes and told them each had tokens in them. One with one
3: token inside, and the other with 10 tokens inside. Now, regardless of which box the child chose in the regret trial, they always received just the one token. And then I would open up the unchosen box and show that they could have won
2: 10 tokens had they chosen that box. Most kids genuinely regretted losing out on those 10 tokens. Then during the second day of the study, O'Connor once again places two boxes in front of the children. Except this time they're given an extra token and a choice. They can pick the same box as the day before for free, or they can pay one token and choose the other box. So they'll lose
3: one token in order to win 10 tokens. We found the children who experienced regret on day one were significantly more likely to adapt their decision-making on day two to win the largest number of uh, tokens, whereas children who uh, did not report experiencing regret on day one uh, did not tend to show that profitable decision-making or adaptive switching
2: on day two. The kids who felt regret made better choices the next day, so regret can be a good thing. But that doesn't mean we should all sit around ruminating over our past misdeeds. O'Connor says that can lead to depression. I guess
3: overall a balance is needed really whereby we learn from our mistakes and we
2: move on. Back in kindergarten, I regretted being mean to a girl at the playground and it taught me to be more inclusive. I still feel like a jerk about it to this day. But maybe I shouldn't. Maybe Emer O'Connor is right. We gotta feel regret learn, and then move right along. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Shuka Kalantari.
1: To hear the rest of this program, head to philosophytalk.org. Thank you for listening.
0: And thank you for thinking.